BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ride along with Laura Reynolds as she talks to the auto designers, creators, and makers about the automobiles we love as we go driving in heels. Here's Laura Reynolds. It's Driving in Heels. I'm Laura Reynolds, your host. And on this week's podcast, I talked to Ford Motor Company about the e-transit. Business owners, fleet managers, and fleet drivers, you will not want to miss this podcast. The e-transit can save business owners up to 30% on operating costs. And fleet managers, you'll have real-time reports. And drivers, no more gas station stops. So let's get started with Ford Global Marketing Director, Electric Trucks and Commercial Vehicles, Yaro Hetman. Do you have any pets? Have you had a pet walk past yet? Oh, so we have, well, we have two very interesting ones. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. We, we have a 60-pound German shepherd. Uh-huh. You have a little rabbit. Okay. <laughs> Package delivery customer or, you know, van will show up. Bam, German Shepherd goes off. Rabbit runs underneath the couch and starts scratching all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I love German Shepherds. I, I had Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. are so smart. They're too unfortunately, smart. Unfortunately, exactly. You can't, exactly. You can't fool them at all. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, they're good guard dogs. You know what I'm kind of waiting for is, uh, so all the vans are internal combustion engine now, so it can hear that van coming down the road. If they're all electric, I actually wonder if there will be some times when she gets fooled and, you know, comes and goes. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> well, see, that could be part of your next PR release. German Shepherd, Je German Shepherd approved. <laughs> yeah, <know>? tested. <laughs> that might give some robbers an idea. That, uh, oh, that's true. That <laughs> that's Perfect vet for your vocation too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thanks once again for helping us uh, with this interview. Yay! You can finally talk about everything. Oh, I know. You know, I'm so glad we did a follow up because I enjoyed our discussion. It was like, wow. Well, I can't say that. I can't say payload. <laughs> Stay tuned. So here we are. <laughs> exactly. So I, I am counting on you to unload all secrets today. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be looking for a new job in about 10 nights. <laughs> Terrific. Well, now that it's all out, go ahead and tell us about the e-transit. Absolutely. So, you know, as, as we talked a little bit previously, Laura, uh, you know, e-transit, uh, we think is going to be a true winner for our commercial customers. So today, uh, not only have we announced the name and, and all the different specifications, um, but we've we've talked about our specific timing. So it will be in production and available by the end of 2021. 
Um, and it's a product that we really worked hard to tailor to the needs of our commercial customers. So, uh, you know, if you take a step back and uh, I don't remember if we delved into this detail before, but if you approach an average retail customer on the street and tell them you're developing a new battery electric vehicle, what should the range be? Most of the answers you get will be north of 300 miles, five, 600. I've even heard 1200 miles with a range extender request, right? So, so a retail customer looks for a situation that, well, I might need to go to visit grandma in Miami. So I want all the range I can start with for that once every year occurrence. A commercial customer is very different. They look through, uh, look at vehicle decisions through the lens of total cost of ownership. So they need to get the job done and they need to get that job done most efficiently and effectively. So they will not overpay for capability that they will never use. Uh, so because with Ford, we have such a high percentage of the units in operation on the road for vans, you know, transit is uh, just over 40% market share. We were able to look at the telematics data for many of these vans and understand that after looking at 30 million miles worth of telematics data, that really the average commercial van in the U.S. on a daily basis does about 74 miles. So that told us that a, a battery pack that would have to pay back for that customer would have to be somewhere in that range. And that's why our e-transit starting range is uh, about 126 miles for the low roof variant. What I will say is that's not the end all be all. That's not the only electric commercial vehicle we'll launch. We will have more range and more capability announcements in the future, but for today, this is where we're starting. Well, go ahead. Uh, for those who don't know the specs of the vehicle, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we just talked about the range, so that's up to 126 miles. Uh, we've also uh, engineered it to have uh, very credible cargo, I'm sorry, payload capacity. So in the uh, cutaway version, you get up to 4,290 pounds. I'm still pushing an engineering to give us an extra 10 so we can make it an even 4,300. Uh, but <laughs> for the Cargo van, it's 3,800 pounds. So in both of these instances, and in talking to our customers, that more than meets the needs uh, that they have. Uh, uh, we certainly talked previously about the cargo capacity being fully uncompromised. So the battery pack, the motors, uh, all of the equipment necessary to electrify the van is underneath uh, the floor, uh, which makes it easy to have the same upfit. Uh, you know, as, as most of uh, your listeners may know, uh, the majority of vans you see out there are not empty cans. They have racks and bins and shelves in them. And so it's important to be able to install the same standard shelves in your internal combustion engine vans as in the transit. Uh, and, and that's something that we were very careful to go through. Uh, it is rear wheel drive, which means for applications like today, where we've learned with the transit internal combustion engine, when you have a lot of payload in the back of the van, uh, rear wheel drive is the best form of getting traction as opposed to front wheel drive. And then we're offering uh, the right tool for the job. So three different roof heights, three different body lengths, a chassis cab and a cutaway. Is that all? I mean, you know, are, are you satisfying everybody at that point? <laughs> well, I could go on. I, I, there are actually a couple of other areas that, that I think are important to our customers. So one of which is we just made the announcement for the manufacturing plan for the e-transit. It's gonna be coming out of the Kansas City Assembly Plan. We just invested another $100 million into that plant. And the important part there is, as we talked previously, the majority of vans come with an upfit. Well, we have 13 of the largest upfitters in the US who have invested millions of dollars each to build facilities in and around our Kansas City Assembly Plan, which means 
whether you're buying a gasoline version or the e-transit, it can go straight out of the uh, factory line into the outfit facility, get the outfit, and then be shipped through to our end customer via our rail system. So it's a very efficient way of, of giving the customers what they need. So I know you've done extensive research on what the customers actually want. I'm curious as to what are some of the things that misconceptions that they may have had and how you address those. Because I think a lot of times, you know, there are those misconceptions and they're like, oh, I'm the only person that thinks that, you know. Well, I think the range is always an interesting one. Um, you know, again, if you approach someone on the street and tell them I have a vehicle of 126 miles, even some commercial customers will look at that and wonder, is that enough range for me? Uh, and, and certainly, look, 74 miles is, is the average. So if you look at a bell curve, that means roughly half the customers drive less on a daily basis and half the customers drive more. Uh, so not everyone is that going to be perfect and sufficient for. But what we encourage our customers to do is to actually go back and look at the data. And, and a lot of the times those conversations end up being a pleasant surprise where uh, if you look at an everyday basis, not that many exceed 100 miles. Um, there are some and we will have offerings in the future to handle their needs as well. So that's probably the biggest one. Um, I think the other one comes to charging. So uh, there is a lot of, uh, I don't know if I call it anxiety, but certainly um, curiosity and interest about how charging would work differently than fueling. And what maybe a lot of people not think about is when you have to fuel a vehicle, imagine you're driving down the street, you have to go out of your way to a gas station. Sometimes you wait for the guy in front of you to go to the bathroom or pick up a pack of gum, get back in their vehicle and move on. Then you pull up, you potentially get gasoline on your hands, you got to fill it up. So there is, there is some pain involved with going to a fueling station. Uh, if you think about an electric solution, it, majority of our customers will charge during the vehicle's natural downtime, meaning uh, overnight at a depot or overnight at a technician's home. So in that instance, other than plugging the vehicle in, and by the way, the vehicle will notify either the driver or the fleet manager if it's not plugged in when it should be, um, there's not much you have to do. You plug and unplug and the vehicle is charged while you're sleeping or having downtime and it's ready to go the very next day. Uh, there is certainly lots of questions on the charging infrastructure. We will offer not only guidance, but uh, charging solutions uh, directly from us to ensure that's an easy transition. Yeah, you just hit upon my next question right there is that I wonder if a lot of the, the customers are going, how much of my infrastructure has to change in order to have the e-transit? It really depends on a case-by-case -case basis. And, you know, part of the reason why we're announcing the e-transit so early before the vehicle comes out, you know, literally an entire year, uh, is to give our customers the opportunity to work with us to understand what their unique needs are uh, and to prepare for it. So not all depots are made the same. I have personally seen depot locations that used to be wired for a manufacturing facility before, where literally... Mm -hmm. All a customer has to do is plug in a few chargers or for as many chargers as are needed for the size of their fleet, and they're good to go. I've seen the opposite, where you have to work with a utility and understand um, what the best solution would be for each facility. And then certainly, uh, not, all not all technicians' homes are the same. Uh, some will require much more um, unique effort than others in order to electrify them. 
I like the uh, idea I, as you were talking about how the fleet manager would be notified if they didn't plug in the vehicle or plug in the vehicle properly. I can just see that where they're going. Fred's going to be late for work tomorrow. Let's give him a call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, hopefully it's before that happens. You call Brad and say, hey, Brad, you might want to go out there and plug in your van because I noticed you got home at 7 and it's 7.25 and it's not charging, right? <laughs> but, but to kind of extend from that, Laura, it's not only are we providing a electrified product here, but we're providing an ecosystem of connected solutions. So uh, the Transit will have a standard 12-inch screen, which will help you control the uh, exportable power, which I can talk to in a second here, but it will also provide in-cab coaching for drivers. So if you are a fleet manager and your driver is accelerating harshly, braking harshly, not wearing their seatbelts, you can actually get audible alerts in the cab of the vehicle to help the driver be coached into uh, driving more safely and more efficiently. Uh, lead foot Laura is not going to go over well with that. <laughs> well, I'll point out it's an optional feature. So if Laura wants to buy her own transit van. Nobody is going to tell her how to drive. Leadfoot Laura has several employees and maybe a few of them have one too many tickets. It might give you another way of preventing that and maybe having a slightly more safe operation. <laughs> Is it going to send my boss a report card? <laughs> <laughs> it, it could. <laughs> If your boss is the owner of the vehicle, that is part of the equation. Uh, you know, but but at the end of the day, that's that's what our fleet customers are asking us through. Not only do they look at vehicles through the lens of total cost of ownership, but they value that Ford is putting in the Copilot 360, uh, you know, driver assist technology, and that we're, and they value the coaching because today some of them use third party applications to do that. Um, you know, you've learned the hard way that it's easier to prevent an accident rather than to have an unsafe uh, operator out there that, that has a lot more exposure for a business. You mean I don't need that bumper sticker on the back anymore that says unsafe driving? Call 1-800. Right. Correct. You know, it, it, it's like a way of being able to monitor how the driving is happening without relying on uh, good Samaritans out there to, to help you. Uh, well, tell us about the uh, ProPower Onboard. Mm -hmm. It's actually one of my favorite features of the vehicle. So we learned that a lot of our van customers today uh, either bring generators or they install aftermarket inverters into their vans. Uh, and that is to power um, a wide array of tools on the job site, but also to charge tools in between job sites as you're going from location to location. With the e-transit, we are offering up to 2.4 kilowatts of exportable power directly from the battery pack, which means you can operate an orbital sander and a miter saw at the same time, uh, and it's still a manageable amount of power being taken out. So if you think about it, 2.4 kilowatts, you're not going to be using that maximum amount of power all day long. So let's say over an eight-hour shift, you used it for three hours. That computes to just over seven kilowatts. So out of your 67 kilowatt pack, it's just under 11% of your range. So yes, you're using uh, the battery pack for both propulsion and work, but you're not having to have aftermarket solutions. You save a lot of space and certainly cost and you know it's warranted by us straight from the factory. I, I gotta think you said it's your favorite that that's gotta be customer's favorite um, thing as well. Yes. And it really, it depends on the customers. Obviously customers that are doing package delivery, not as much use for exportable power. I mean, I could see applications in the future where maybe you have 
uh, some sort of a package sorting system in the back, or even to go really far and say you're charging a drone where, you know, in between stops, you can do that. Uh, but the, really today, the more practical applications are what we call rolling toolbox vocations. So cable installation, plumbing, construction, uh, you know, everything in between that, that depends on using tools out of the van today. Is that the only thing that you can now do at the factory that they no longer have to go to aftermarket for? Or are there other options, uh, installations in the back that they, you can do? Well, um, so we mentioned the uh, ship through upfitters right around the Kansas City assembly plant. Mm -hmm. So really the, the goal and, and the reason we have such a strong partnership with our upfitter network is you should be able to basically tick on the list what you want your van to look like when it hits the ground. And whether that's directly done by the Ford um, factory or by a facility right side of the plant, to you as a customer, the vehicle arrives fully made and ready to go. You don't have to receive it and now go somewhere else to get the decals on it, to get you know a, a, um, a set of racks and bins or even more complicated outfits like an entire body on a cutaway all of that is uh, made conveniently for you with Ford's system. Oh, I just, I love that because I mean, you can have, you know, when you're thinking about starting over with your fleet, I mean, that's gotta be like, oh my God, where do, you know, I've gotta have this, you know, I've gotta have that. And you can check that all off with one stop. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's really, I would say the key to the success we've seen. I mean, we didn't luck into being the commercial van leader for 41 years. You know, we, we got there by building not only networks of upfitters, but having a commercial um, vehicle service uh, network. So we have 645 commercial vehicle centers all across the country that specialize in serving the needs of commercial customers. So extended hours, special technicians and, and, and uh, employees who are in the know of what your needs are as a commercial customer, not just uh, retail customers. Yeah, that makes total sense. So let's talk, let's talk price. Um, sure. Yeah, you've got 45,000. <laughs> I can't right. believe that. So, you know, what, what's important to us is for commercial customers, this is basically buying a tool. It's a tool to get the job done. And we know that the most important aspect of that is the business equation. It's gotta make dollars and cents above everything else. It's gotta get the job done, but it's gotta make dollars and cents. And by starting at uh, just under $45,000, and incidentally, that's before federal, local and state incentives. So. Uh, many of our customers, and please consult your tax attorney for it, uh, but will be eligible for additional incentives. Uh, and hence, uh, $45,000 is just a starting point overall. We think a lot of our customers will be even better than that. And that really helps build that total cost of ownership um, proposition. Because if the vehicle pays back and you really get the savings immediately, then it's really not a hard question of whether you go to electrification or not, as long as it gets the job done. And we are confident that this vehicle will for our target customers. You hit upon something there that I'd love, you know, for listeners to know about is that how does this van pay for itself over time compared to, you know, a, a diesel vehicle or a gasoline vehicle? So we know from the U.S. Department of Energy that uh, an average electric vehicle costs less than half to operate uh, compared to an internal combustion engine. And in certain states where electricity is much cheaper, so I'll name Louisiana as an example, 
it can cost as low as one third as much to operate wow. an electric vehicle. Uh, so what I will say is the, the exact numbers will vary by use case and by customers. It's very dependent on the cost of fuel and electricity in your location, how you drive the vehicle, what kind of uh, you know, charging environment do you function in? Are you charging overnight during low um, charge costs? Do you have to charge at a DC fast charger, which the vehicle is capable of, but it will be more expensive. So the exact uh, equation will be different for each customer, but we're confident when looking at the math that the pricing uh, we're starting with and the offering will be a really good fit. It's a no brainer. I mean, it really is at this point. Um, it pays for itself and you have fewer problems and, and it takes less time overall. I would tend to agree with you. <laughs> I think I, I'm going to be a salesperson for you. <laughs> sure. We might set up a way to give you some commission. Later. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Um, so what else would you like to add? What else would you like to tell our listeners? Uh, you know, what I would say is in addition to this being the perfect productivity tool and being connected, um, this is just a part of Ford's $11.5 billion commitment. So we've already launched the Mustang Mach-E. In fact, today mm -hmm. it's already in production and you'll be seeing them on the road soon. We have the F-150 electric coming soon. And then the uh, e-transit will be hitting ground uh, just about a year from now, at least in late 2021. So for us, you know, we pride ourselves with not just focusing on high end and I would say, you know, relatively small number of customers who want a battery electric vehicle as a third or fourth vehicle, almost as a toy. We want to offer electrification to not only a retail, but the core fleet customers to really use this as a way to move their business forward. And I, I think it's all just a part of the master plan. No, I, I think that's awesome. And so since it's coming so soon, if, if I have sold one with this interview, can somebody go on Ford.com and, you know, put in a pre-order or where, what's the next step? Really good question. So we're not taking pre-orders yet, obviously, because we, production is still a ways away. But on Ford.com, you can certainly request more information and you can request to get more information as soon as the order bank is open and, and all the rest of the details are available. So I would absolutely encourage anyone interested to get more info, to get on the list. We'll send you details. Uh, and, you know, it's a two-way discussion. We can help you understand what the right tool for your job is. And, you know, not in all cases will that be electric, but that's the best part is we offer a breadth of solutions, uh, almost every powertrain conceivable. You totally do. Well, Yaro, is there anything else you're like, Laura, why haven't you asked me this? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, you know, we're obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a big day for us. This isn't just a solution in North America. It's a solution we are offering globally. Uh, all, 20 markets in the European Union and even New Zealand. So uh, we are trying to uh, bring this tool out to as many places where our customers can benefit and use the need. That's terrific. Well, Yaro, thank you so much for your time again today. It's, it's always fun talking to you. Thank you again to Yaro Hetman for joining us. When we return, we'll hear more about how Ford is helping commercial fleets and businesses make an easy transition to electric vehicles with new fleet-wide energy monitoring and vehicle management tools. Plus, outfitting your fleet is now a one-stop shop in Kansas City. We'll talk to Ford Chief Operating Officer for Commercial Solutions, Julius Mark Chwicki, next on Driving in Heels. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Doors take us to summers away. Or winter adventures. And afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. Each week, Laura talks with auto manufacturers to keep you in the know about the latest and greatest in the cars, trucks, and SUVs you love to drive. Here's more Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. I'm Laura Reynolds, and you're listening to Driving in Heels. And in this segment, I'm talking to Ford Chief Operating Officer, Ford Commercial Solutions, Julius Marchwicki, about how Ford is making it easy and saving you money transitioning to electric vehicles. Since I talked to Yaro yesterday, the transit has been announced, of course. I find it extremely exciting just simply for the uh, fact that, like, um, there's so much that's going to help businesses. I mean, with the way that you guys have set this up. So, I mean, go ahead, tell us about some of the management tools that you have for the e-transit. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for asking that, Laura. I think one of the great things that Ford is doing um, is thinking beyond the vehicle. So it's not just about uh, the four wheels and the cargo capacity and the range, but it's also about the software services that we're providing. And so um, some of the tools that we're launching with the e-transit are specific enhancements to our telematics product. So we have a traditional telematics product. We use that to help businesses. They can track their assets in real time. They can uh, monitor their driver behavior. They can uh, keep up to date on vehicle health to kind of re you know reduce any incidents of downtime. Um, but with the new electrified vehicles, we've had to go above and beyond. And so we're giving fleet managers and businesses, you know, full fleet-wide view of their state of charge, individual vehicle distance to empty, access to charging solutions. Um, the list goes on. It's just, it's really exciting that we're thinking about uh, our customers in this way. Tell us like, okay, I want you to pretend like you're a, a business owner. And, and tell us how you can use this to help manage your fleet. 
Yeah, well, great. So uh, let's say you just bought a fleet of new e-transits. Um, so you'll be able to, for example, at the start of the day, um, you'll be able to log into your into our web-based tools and you'll be able to see, hey, where are all my vehicles? What's their state of charge? Are they still charging? Do they need a little bit more top up? And um, you can, within our tool, um, begin to now, for example, assign those vehicles to a driver or what's even new, one of the new features we've launched is now we can give all of your drivers and your business an ID. And so when they go in, they can open, start up the car, they can type in on the touch screen, their driver ID. And now we've paired that vehicle to, um, to that customer, um, to that vehicle. So driver to vehicle, now you know where you're, you know, Steve the driver or uh, Mary the driver, um, you know, you now know where they are uh, within our tool and you can see that. Um, that comes in really handy if you've got um, if you've got a job like an emergency job that comes up and you want to dispatch somebody. You can now you know where they are on the map, you know where the job is, and you can give them a call and, and direct them the right way. Um, you know, kind of going on through the day, you might notice you might notice that oh, there's a you know there's a there's a vehicle health alert. We've got a, a low you know maybe a leaking tire that we might need to might need to address or. You know, in the case of um, in the case of a non-electrified vehicle, you can see that maybe there's an oil change that needs to get scheduled. Um, so you can start to do that within our tools. Um, and uh, we have driver behavior as well. So you know, as a business, you want to keep your employees safe. So you'll be able to see in real time. Um, you know, is is Mary the driver or Steve the driver? Are they uh, are they driving well? Uh, you know, are they speeding? Uh, are they are they braking? maybe too harshly, um, they're really heavy on the pedals. Um, and one of the new features we've launched on eTransit is actually this, the, this real-time in-vehicle coaching. Um, so what you used to have to do is, as a fleet manager or business owner, you'd have to bring in your driver at the end of the day and say, hey, you know, I noticed you were, you were speeding in these instances and, and maybe you're not buckling up your seatbelt right at the start of a drive. Uh, now we can, the vehicle can detect those instances automatically and use the voice assistant in the car and tell the driver, hey, you're, you're speeding right now. <laughs> that is just amazing because um, it, I think it has taken everything that is going on with the vehicle and put it in one nice, neat little package for the manager of the business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with, with electrified vehicles, there's like more considerations, you now need to worry about charge and where to charge and how to charge. And so we're really happy that we've, we've brought, uh, these software solutions forward. So now all of our e-transits when they're available to market, um, your driver can go to any public charging station, the largest charging network in, in the U S um, they don't have to set up any additional payment applications or set up apps on their phone. They can just come in uh, through our vehicle and, and do all the payment and, and charging from, uh, from the car. Uh, for businesses that let their employees uh, take their vehicles home, we're allowing them to get the right reporting so they can reimburse their employees uh, for the energy that they spent, um, you know, that they spent charging their vehicle at home, which we think is really great. A lot of our, a lot of our business cu customers let their, let their employees take their vehicles home. Um, and then finally, which I think it's some of our coolest, you know, some of the coolest features that we're going to have uh, for fleet managers with electrified vehicles is this idea that, hey, if an employee forgot to plug in a car at the end of the night, you'll get notified. So we can say, hey, <laughs> you know, you need to go plug in your electric because otherwise, you know, you're not going to have charge to, to get the job done the next day. Um, 
So yeah. we're really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> no more being late, Fred, because you didn't charge the car. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and you know, the other uh, the other thing that's really important um, about electrified vehicles is you want to make sure that the the battery is used to drive the vehicle. You want to get the most range. You don't want to spend that battery power like warming up or cooling down the vehicle. And so. One of the great things we've done is we've given these business owners now the ability to precondition or get the car to the right temperature um, while it's still on the grid. Uh, that way, all the battery power that's there um, is actually spent moving the car and not like warming it up or cooling it down. So depending on where you're at, I was, I was just talking to a couple of people from Canada and it was like, well, you're pretty much all year going to be warming the car while it's connected to the grid. Um, you know, but you know, if you're in Southern Florida or Southern Texas, uh, you know, you're probably on the cooling side of that all the time. Exactly. So if I'm a business owner, how much can I customize those tools? Yeah, we've got a bunch of personalization options within within our tools. So you'll be able to, we talked about that in-cab coaching, you'll be able to set certain parameters uh, for in-cab coaching. You can set the speed thresholds. You can set whether, you, you know, you do want to warn your employees about, harsh acceleration or harsh braking. So lots of customization there. Uh, we have the ability to do a lot of that uh, charging, some of the charging settings uh, to be able to do that and, and manage that remotely. So, you know, if you're looking for, if you're looking for the most effective way or the most cost-effective way, we can uh, help you personalize those tools. Um, you know, with respect to tracking and, and um, some of our other tool capabilities, you'll be able to kind of draw geo fences and, and use that to notify, you know, for whatever reason you, you might have, you, you may want to know that your employees have arrived at a job site. Um, so you can draw a little geo fence within our tools. And, and so it'll send you an email when, when someone's arrived, it's um, there's, there's a lot of capability in software and we continue to update, you know, we, we release software updates every week to, to the tools that business owners need and, and we're constantly innovating. So that's the nice thing about working in software um, is we get that opportunity to, to do, some, do some cool things for our customers. <laughs> okay, if I'm a business owner and I've decided for the first time that I'm gonna have some e-transits in my fleet, I mean, is, how do I learn all the software that is involved with this? Do you guys help teach us? Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a number of resources available. Uh, the first is obviously our dealership. We've we've got six hundred and sixty plus commercially focused dealers that are that are all about uh, helping our commercial customers uh, that need commercial vehicles for their businesses. So they've got they've got uh, training and service facilities that are are, are first and foremost kind of like our first line to to the customer. Um, behind uh, you know behind the dealers are you know, for example, my team, uh, we have dedicated account managers and like customer success uh, employees that are, are there dedicated to making sure businesses are getting the most value out of the tools and out of the vehicle that, that you've purchased. So um, that's part of our, um, that's part of kind of our culture. It's kind of part of, of what we're doing. So um, we want customers to be successful. We want them to um, you know, make the transition to electrification and, and feel comfortable and confident that they can, they can do that for their business. 
Well, I think the other thing that you guys have shown clearly is that you want to save the customer's money too. I mean, with an e-transit being only around 45,000 and then all of the software that helps out that they haven't had in the past, do you kind of have a range where you're saving, you know, how much you're saving a, a customer um, when they go to all of e-transit? Yeah, you know, each customer is different. So it's going to depend on how many vehicles they have in their fleet, how often they're using it, you know, what types of vehicles are they replacing uh, that, that with the e-transit. So each case is unique. And so it's hard to get a specific, you know, specific dollar value. What we can say is the U.S. Department of Energy has looked at kind of the average costs around operation of a vehicle and the costs of energy. And on average, the transition to electrified can be upwards of 40% savings on things wow. like fuel and service and maintenance. So it's a, it really is a, it's for, for the businesses that can, uh, that are looking to make, you know, really informed business decision about the transition to electrified. Um, there absolutely are, are savings, um, but it's going to be unique to each individual case. I think this is a total win-win-win scenario when it comes to, to e-transit. What are some of the uh, doubts that a customer may have that you can just blow out of the water? Yeah, so the first is, um, you know, the first is, am I going to have enough range to get, you know, to get where I want to go? And when we talk to our commercial customers about range, um, you know, if you pick someone off the street and they would say, how many miles do you need an electrified vehicle? They'd probably tell you a thousand, right? Or unlimited. Um, our commercial customers, they're, they're, they're business savvy. So they're not going to want to overpay for capability that they're not going to use. And so when we went and we looked at data, we looked at 30 million miles of data across all of our commercial customers um, and identified that the, the, average, the average distance these vehicles were traveling each day was about 75 miles. So um, when you take our range, when we take our EPA estimated range for the new e-transit um, of 126 uh, 26 miles, um, that's 75 fits right in there, right? And we're extra, giving you an extra on top of it. So uh, that I think is, is really good. And then with all the software tools, right? So the public charging, getting you access, you know, no setup of new apps, the ability to home charge, um, the ability to get uh, preconditioned while you're still attached to the grid, uh, the ability to kind of monitor each individual vehicle, get an alert if you forgot to plug it in. Um, you know, we're trying to alleviate some of those uh, some of those concerns, and doing it with software just feels like the natural you know the natural right way to do it. Yeah, and I think um, with all the savings that we've been talking about, in some states, of course, will give you savings you know tax savings on top of that when you go electric. Yeah, I I'm trying to poke holes in this, Julius, but I just can't do it. I, th this yeah. is a win. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a huge win. You know, for for certain you know for certain customers, this is going to be a really big a really big opportunity for for them and their business. You know, if they're if they're operating in a in a city where most of their jobs are deliveries, you know, they're rolling toolbox. They don't need you know they're not driving out in the countryside two hundred miles um, you know to get a you can imagine a vet, like a vet, uh, a veterinarian in like Nebraska, right? Probably driving several hundred miles. Um, but if you're in a city, um, you know, you're, you're a plumber or an electrician and your job is to, um, you know, your job is kind of very, very local. Um, having an electrified vehicle is a huge, you know, huge win.
Now, Julius, is there anything I haven't asked you that you're like, why hasn't she done this yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, one of the other one of the other great things that we've added, not just to e-transit, but for some of our other vehicles as well, is a new set of security features. You know, our commercial customers, if you're going to invest in a $45,000 e-transit, you don't want anything to happen to it when you're not there. And so we've, uh, we've kicked off now a new suite of services so that um, a fleet manager or a business owner can get notified, for example, if it got hit in a parking lot, or if the vehicle is being towed or moved when it's expected to be off and parked. Um, those bits of notifications or those security notifications we think are going to really help give even more peace of mind to, to business owners. That's a really key, uh, a really key ask they've had of us. Is there any teasing that you can do for us about what's coming up next? We promise not to tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always more news to be made. I'm not going to break any here with you, Laura. <laughs> I would, I would love to do that, um, but, uh, but we're we're clearly we're clearly going to have more to share in the future. We're really excited about not just the vehicles we're launching, but the software services that we're bringing to market. We're really, you know, really looking forward um, and we think Ford's got a really, really bright future, um, not just with electrification, but in all areas of our business. All right. Well, that means I'm putting you on my calendar and I'm calling you again. I can't <laughs> wait to be back on the show, Laura. That sounds awesome. Oh, terrific. Well, Julius, I so appreciate your time today. This is just fascinating to me. I feel like we have gone from, oh, someday we'll be electric to all of a sudden like, there it is, you know. It's here. It's yep, here. It's, we're very, we're very excited. All right. All you got to do is, you know, invent the warp narcels and we'll be on Star Trek and ready to go. <laughs> all systems go to engage. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Thanks to Julius Marchwicki for being on Driving in Heels. Every week, I talk directly to the manufacturers to get you the latest information about vehicles you're interested in. No opinions, just straight facts from the automakers themselves. I'm your host, Laura Reynolds, and that wraps up this week's Driving in Heels. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Driving in Heels. There'll be more next week when Laura Reynolds talks directly to the manufacturers about the cars you love and the cars you want to know more about on Driving in Heels. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Doors take us to summers away. Or winter adventures. And afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC.